Hi, everyone, and welcome to High Tea Hoops. I'm Skylar Smith, and you can catch me on the Bird app at the Duchess of Hoops. Hey, everyone, I'm Brian Boucher, and you can catch me across all social media, including Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, Skylar, at the Duke of Hoops. I'm working on it. We are so excited for our first series, the Casual UK Fan Guide to NBA Teams. In this series, we're going to be running through the 22 NBA teams competing in Orlando to help you decide who to root for in the bubble. We'll keep the statistics and game analysis a little bit light while focusing more on the stuff that makes fans fans, whether the team is winning or not. I unfortunately didn't have a ton of choice in my fanship. I grew up in a Pistons household in Michigan. But Brian, you moved around a lot growing up. You lived in L.A. You could have been a Lakers fan. You you lived in Indiana. You could have been a Pacers fan. But you committed to the Nuggets when you were living in Denver and you stuck with them. When you were a kid, what about the Nuggets made you think this is going to be my team forever? Well, the reason I'm such a big NBA fan is because I have lived across the states in a lot of different cities. So I've got to see a lot of different teams play. But I moved to Denver when I was seven, a little bit of a nerdy kid. And I wore these kind of like really long white tube socks that were not cool. And there was a player on the Nuggets, Bobby Jackson, Action Jackson, who wore these really long white tube socks as well when he played. And he made me feel a lot cooler. Uh, And that sealed the deal, made me a lifelong Denver Nuggets fan. Yes, that's the stuff we want. Being a fan of a team is about so much more than championships and rings, and that's what we're hoping to fill in here. We'll be touching on team personalities, beefs, nicknames, Premier League team equivalents, and more. We'll be starting from the bottom of the rankings, so bear with us with the Washington Wizards and making our way up to the Bucks at number one. You can check back every day, though, for a new episode. Let's spill the tea. All right, everyone, welcome back to High T Hoops. This is Brian Boucher, and as always, I'm joined by Skylar Smith, the Duchess of Hoops. What's up, Duchess? Nothing much, Brian. Super excited to talk Sixers. Yeah, as we talked about before the pod, this one's a little scary because Philadelphia fans overall are really, really mean and a little scary. (laughs) So we're going to try... Very scary. We're going to tread lightly here. Hopefully it's not as bad in the UK because Philly fans are terrifying. Um, I'm not treading that lightly. (laughs) I'll still, I'll still shit on Ben Simmons. All right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm scared. So as we, as we have been fearing uh, today, we do the Philadelphia 76ers in the casual UK fan guide to NBA teams and Skylar off the top, uh, Philadelphia is in the Eastern Conference, along with the Pistons. Mm -hmm. Both franchises are pretty storied. Uh, The Mm -hmm. Sixers are one of the oldest franchises in the NBA. What's your experience with the 76ers? Yeah, so I just kind of like grew up knowing that they were just like one of the most iconic franchises and like had had Wilt and Dr. J and I like grew up in like prime Iverson era. Um, And just like we talked about last pod, like there's just kind of a lot of like links like they went to the finals in 2001 with Larry Brown and then Larry Brown came to Detroit and led us to the championships there were some links then Iverson ended up coming to the Pistons later on so yeah there were some links but I really just I thought of the 76ers as like Iverson's team growing up and that was about it and Iverson like was he like changed the league when I was growing up so as far as like fashion and everything so yeah he he kicked off that new era of the early 2000s Uh, that was me. Allen Iverson was just the guy when I was a kid. Everyone wanted yeah. to be him. Everyone was doing their handles. Everyone was trying to go yep. ISO one-on-one. Uh, so he was kind of the defining person for me as well as a young basketball player, um, which yeah. maybe not the best habits to develop, but 
God, it was fun. Yeah, so fun. Uh, so let's hit them at a high level. Uh, they are a part of the Eastern Conference. They're in the Atlantic Division. They started in 1946. Uh, so one of the oldest teams that used to be the Syracuse Nationals. And they're only one out of 18, or they're only uh, one out of the eight teams to survive the league's first decade out of 23 teams. So they've made it through uh, some of the more difficult times of the NBA. And like we said, they have a very prominent history. They have a lot of Hall of Famers, Dolph Shays, Hal Greer, Wilt Chamberlain, Billy Cunningham, Dr. J, Moses Malone, Charles Barkley, Allen Iverson. So just uh, iconic jerseys matched to Hall of Fame players. And they've won three NBA championships. So they won one when they were the Nationals, the Syracuse Nationals. They won the other one with Chamberlain. They won the other one with uh, Dr. J and Moses Malone. They got to the finals again with Allen Iverson. So this is a team that has uh, had a lot of success over their, over their history. And up until just more recently have, through the process, have not been that great. We'll get into that a little bit later. But Skylar, are you a fan of the city of Philly? Have you spent much time in Philadelphia? Um, I've been to Philly, I think like twice. Um, yeah, I love Philly. Um, it's a really interesting city. It's like a big U.S. history city. Um, like the Liberty Bell is there. The yep. There's a lot of like U.S. history. Like Declaration of Independence. Yeah, that's all there. Um, so it's a really cool like historical city. Um, and I love a cheesesteak. So big fan of Philly. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I've actually been there a lot for different tournaments. Uh, so I, I played a lot of sports in Philly growing up. And you're right, it's, it's rich with American history. So UK fans, if you're uh, not a fan of the Revolutionary War, then Philly is not your team. Uh, they're literally the 76ers for a reason. Um, yep. But Philly is a really cool city and the sports fans there are crazy. Uh, and yeah. I'm also a huge fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, same. So great. Um, but let's go into the history. We'll try to go high level here because they have a number of different eras. The first big one uh, is the Wilt Chamberlain era. So 1965, which is insane. I, I wish we had more tape from Wilt Chamberlain. Me too. And him and Bill Russell going at it. Like I just, there isn't, it's really hard to find any game tape of them playing. And I, they, I think of them as superhumans, especially back then. But yeah. I would love to see more of it. Yeah, same. It's really it's sad. Di it's disappointing that that era was lost. I wish they uh, had better technology back then. But, uh, you know, a lot of people call Wilt Chamberlain uh, just a stats hog or chasing stats, but he won a championship and they beat the, uh, they beat the Celtics uh, to end the Celtics eight year reign as the NBA champion. So this was their, this is their second championship after their uh, Syracuse days and kind of put Chamberlain on the map as, as being able to win, which is pretty impressive. Yep. Um, the 1966 to 1967 uh, team that won this with Wilt Chamberlain was voted the best team in league history in the 35th anniversary of the NBA. So at one point, <laughs> they were the best team of all time. They had some down years. So 1976 uh, kicked off the Julius Irving, the Dr. J, and Moses Malone era. Skylar, you want to give a quick recap again on how the Sixers got Dr. J in that merger? Yeah, these are those episode. threads that I love finding going through these teams. So the Nets had to, the Nets were entering the league. They were coming from the ABA, which was a competitor. It got absorbed into the NBA. They were going into New York at the time. Uh, it wasn't New Jersey at the time. And so they had to pay a fee because the Knicks were already there. So they were encroaching. Yeah, the and encroachment so to pay fee. the, the <laughs> encroachment fee. And so to pay that, the only way they could pay that was selling Dr. J to the Sixers. And so that's why we have this whole Dr. J Sixers era. 
just fell on their laps. He was with them for 11 seasons, played in yeah. four NBA finals, and they won in 1983 uh, with yeah. Moses Malone. So pretty amazing. Sorry and, to Nets fans. Yeah. Well, and it's pretty interesting where, you know, we think of Dr. J a lot, but Moses Malone is one of the most underrated players in NBA history. He was the yeah. MVP that year in 1965. People forget that. Or not in 1960. I'm looking at 65 games. He was, you know, Moses Malone was league MVP. So, you know, Dr. J and Moses Malone, it's really their era together. And that's what really got yeah. him over the edge. Then we enter my favorite uh, era, the Thick King era, Charles Barkley, original Thick King, the Zion the is original. now. <laughs> the original. Uh, he started in 1984, which is older than I thought. Yeah, me too. But if you're Charles Barkley, young Charles Barkley had a ton of potential, but he came into the Sixers really overweight. I think, I think he was like 300 pounds. <laughs> but this is the case of a young player coming into a team and he had Dr. J on the team. Yeah. So he had that veteran mentorship. Wild. And I yeah. remember uh, in an interview, Charles Barkley was talking about how he, cause he, he was not getting any playing time. He thought he was hot shit. He came in and. <laughs> Whoa, I'm not cutting that. Something's happening outside. Uh, so he came into the, he came into the league, thought he was hot shit, was riding the bench, wouldn't get playing time. And Dr. J was just like, Charles, you're fat. Like, you're just, you're just fat. There's not like, you have to lose weight or you're not going to get playing time. And then yeah. Charles said, I got down to 290, started getting in the rotation more, got down to 280, started, you know, watching what I was eating, started, you know, <laughs> six man, 270. I started starting 260, 250, all-star. Like, he's like, I just cut 50 pounds and that's how I breached through. And Dr. J was the one who was like, dude, you're fat. Like you need to get in heat. And because it was Dr. J, listen to him. So you just need you, to be bullied a little bit. Yep. Yep. Doesn't, doesn't hurt to, uh, to give those, that type of feedback to young players. So Charles Barkley, uh, thought he was the best player in the league. He finished in second in the league's MVP voting. They got to the, they got to the Eastern conference finals twice, but as we saw in the last dance came against Jordan's bulls lost both yeah. times. And that's where Charles really realized that he was not the best player in the league. <laughs> Thoughts on Charles Barkley, Skylar. He's one of my favorites. Uh, same. Um, I, like his takes are questionable pretty much always, Yeah. but I just, I sure do love watching him. Yeah. He's entertaining as hell. Worst golf swing I've ever seen, but entertaining yeah. guy. And then the Allen Iverson era. So this is 1996 through 2006. He won MVP in 2001, also very misunderstood player. He yeah, totally. led, led the Sixers to the NBA Finals uh, with your guy, Dikembe Mutombo, my guy, Dikembe <laughs> Mutombo. This team was pretty amazing. They had Larry Brown as their coach, legendary coach. They also yep. had – so th listen to this lineup from this team. MVP, Iverson, Coach of the Year, Larry Brown, Defensive Player of the Year, Mutombo, and Sixth Man of the Year, Aaron McKee. Stacked. That is a stacked, stacked team. team. Unfortunately, they came up against the Lakers, which they won game one on some pretty heroic efforts by Eric Snow and Allen Iverson. This is the game where AI famously stepped over Tyron Lue, mm -hmm. the step over after he fell, after hitting the shot. But then the Lakers stepped in. So it's just so funny to see all of these teams that were really good, the Barkley era, AI. Yeah. And then the dynasty stopped them. You know, the Celtics, the Bulls, the, the Lakers, they always stop these incredible teams. And it really just yep. shows that, you have to be basically one of the best teams of all time to kind of establish yourself as NBA championships. Yeah, totally. 
I want to go back to the step over for just a second. Great. Let's do it. Because there's some things that like they happened when I was really young and I like kind of have vague memories of them happening when I was really young and then you revisit them. So like, I remember this, the Iverson step over. Just, I just remember it happening. I don't think I like watched it. I don't know. Um, and then what, I revisited it. Skylar? Yeah. It's not <laughs> like I actually have memories, but I like, I remember it happening, whatever. Um, I revisited it recently and I was like, I would never have put together that that, that was Tyron Lue that he stepped over. So yeah. it's like so fun to revisit these things when you're like a little bit older and like have more context. Yeah. As um, coach, like you, to him, he's the coach of the Cavs. Yeah. And that's who he is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really remember him playing. So that's really, and it made the step over that much like cooler to me. Cause I was like, yeah, fuck you, Tyron Lue. Exactly. Um, but yeah. And you know, it's, it, that might be happening to the Sixers right now. What you were just talking about, like this is a really the Sixers are a good team, yeah. but they're just they're gonna have to go up against Giannis and Braun and Kawhi, and it's just it's gonna be tough. It's like it's brutal. just it seems like this happens a lot to the Sixers. The NBA is brutal, and that's why you know those Dr. J eras, the Chamberlain eras, were so iconic because they actually broke through and topped those best teams of all time. Yeah. And if you can't do that, you know, they're not going to make a mark in the history books. And that's why the Mavs winning was so impressive. You know, when, when one yeah. team can sneak in for a year and magic can happen. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not going to happen for the magic, but when magic does happen for other teams, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. All right, let's go into the lowercase pro- magic. Lowercase magic happen. happen. So sorry, magic fans. I'm so sorry. UK magic <laughs> fans. Uh, so let's go into the process era, which was hilarious. Cause this is my, you know, dominant uh, thought process around the 76ers. Sam mm-hmm. Hinkie, who is now actually held in pretty high regard, was the GM. He mm-hmm. wanted to rebuild the team. And so they hacked the NBA. There's no relegation in, in the NBA. If you're the worst team, it only benefits you because you get the number one pick because the NBA yeah. is about parity. So they want the teams that aren't doing as well to get the better players. So they can kind of fight back in the league. So he decided that, you know, number one picks being a top three pick, you can get a foundational superstar every few years if you're in there. Yep. Every few years one comes across. So he's like, we're just going to go for the number one picks for the next six years. I think he laid that out. It was, it was a very long extended period of time. And mm-hmm. they were awful on purpose. Do you mm-hmm. remember? Like, what was your thoughts? Just The 76ers were a joke for the entire 2010s. It was really, it was really a weird thing to see. Honestly, I have like a couple of friends who are Sixers fans, so I would pay attention to what they were thinking. I've never seen people root for a team to do badly so much. Like yeah, they bought in was, a little bit. They every like all of my friends at least like bought into it, and so like, I, like they would lose, and they would tweet like trust the process, like they were into it. And so it was really funny to see them like getting excited about their team doing really badly. But like you knew at the same time, like this is a plan and this might work out for them. But it was just really funny in the moment to see. Yeah. And Sixers fans are really smart. They're a very educated fan base. They care. So they, this was a great branding by Hinky to go, we're going to be good in 10 years, but you got to wait. And this is our plan. And at least he laid it out. So they, yeah. They drafted Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Markel Fultz, Michael Carter-Williams, Jaleel Okafor, Nerlens Noel. Uh, so they, they struck out on a, on a good portion of these, but they mm-hmm. landed Embiid. They landed Ben Simmons, who looked to be the future, even though they have some disputes. But we're going to go over that in their current roster, Skylar. So hold the hot takes for now. Okay. 
Okay, thank you. So let's move right along to Premier League equivalents. So this is my pitch, Skylar. I hope you like it. And I hope I don't, uh, don't insult our, our guy Raj from Men and Blazers. <laughs> so this is a team that has a really historic past. Uh, they've done well. And they have recently not done so well with the process and struggled over the last few years, but are always in contention, always kind of nipping at the heels of the top six or the people, you know, the, the top six teams in the NBA. They have some legendary rivals uh, and they have a young core with great young players who are continuing to try to push them up and up the table. So the Philadelphia 76ers are Everton. Okay. Thoughts? I, I like it. You don't like for this the one reason. as much. I don't like this one as much. It's not that I don't like this one as much. I'm just not as sold on this one yet. So I like it for all the reasons you laid out. Okay. But the thing with, I think of like above all with Philly, and this is basically all Philly teams. It's not just the Sixers. This is a very like Philadelphia specific thing. But the thing I think about overall with the Sixers is their fans and like yep. how rabid their fans are. They're very smart. They're very hardcore. Um, I don't have a good grasp on Everton's fan base, but to me, I'm never going to be sold on a Premier League equivalent unless they have that same kind of fan rabid base. fan base. Yep. I think it's the self-deprecation too, where they kind of just hate themselves at Everton yeah. as well as the Sixers. So it could cross over. So that's yeah. my best pitch. Let's go into the players. So this group underperformed. They're 39 and 26. They're sixth in the Eastern Conference. I would have thought they would have yeah. done way better so let's go over their starters and kind of depth a little bit uh they've got shake milton point guard josh Richards, josh richardson ben simmons joel Embiid, tobias harris Furkan korkmaz so this is kind of the starting rotation you know the, the top six skylar what are your do we want to go into ben simmons right now what are your non-ben simmons takes on the starting lineup um i think it's i think it was a good move to add shake milton i think that's gonna yep really be good for the team overall and I think it'll uh, make Ben Simmons be able to perform better um I love Joel Embiid and I love Tobias Harris um Embiid is a polarizing figure yes. but I don't know I love him I love any player that has like a big ass attitude on him <laughs> I love I love watching him like he's fun to yeah. watch so yeah. do you remember the 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 video of him playing pickup basketball in Philly where he threw it off the defenders. He just played. So he was just at a Philly <laughs> court, just in a park. Yeah. Joined in, which would be a dream come true for me. And yep. went up, it was at the three point line, went up against just some dude, some middle-aged white guy, threw it mm -hmm. off his face, got mm -hmm. the ball back and then just ruthlessly dunked over all four people on the other team or something. It was crazy. Yeah. He's just like fooling around at all times. And I'm here for it. He just, you know, I think JJ Redick talked about this with him a little bit. He needs to take it more seriously, get in elite shape, and then he's going to dominate MVP potential. But he just has not pulled it together yet and doesn't seem like he has the maturity to do it quite yet. It's like he needs a Dr. J to like bully him yeah. into taking it seriously and getting into perfect shape. And That's a he good like needs a veteran to come in and kind of whip him into shape. Well, they had that with Jimmy Butler where you know jimmy butler's like that alpha jimmy dog. butler was never gonna do that why he's the alpha dog he's always yelling at people to get better and work harder 
Yeah, but Jimmy Butler is also like fooling around nonstop, is so distracted. Yeah. Like Jimmy Butler was not the solution yeah. there. I and that is coming from a huge Jimmy Butler fan. True. True. Uh, all right, we're gonna keep saving the Ben Simmons take, Skylar. So okay. I really like the depth. They're here. not they, that hot. They're not that spicy. Yeah. Should we just get true. into them? No, no. Just give me one second on the depth. So they have okay. Matisse Thibble. Matisse Thibble. Yep. Thibble. Uh, Al Horford. Glenn Robinson the third. Another Michigan guy. Trey Burke. Another Michigan guy. Every team just mm-hmm. has your 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 college basketball player, Skylar. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I'm going to start out with Matisse. Love Matisse. Another UW player. He played in the Seattle Pro Am, so I got to see him there. He is going to be incredible he's also the best content creator in the nba yeah have you watched any of his bubble content yet i actually haven't yet i regret to say but i'm super into the players in the bubble like kind of taking control of the narratives coming out around them and you know there's so much content coming out i think it's really cool that nba players are like getting in on that and making sure that they're like telling their own stories too i think it's cool yeah. And during the pandemic, he, po- he started a really popular TikTok account where he's just yeah. bored playing at home. Uh, do you have any Al Horford, Glenn Robinson, Trey Burke takes? I mean, I love GR3. I love Trey Burke. Trey Burke was, uh, he's like one of the best basketball players to ever come out of Michigan. Um, yep. He like, look up his uh, buzzer beater three pointer. Um, yep. I don't know. I'm not going to go into it. I love him. You know it. Al Horford. Yep. I think he's underrated. Um, yeah, not a great, I like this lineup. Yeah, they have a good team, but they just don't quite fit. Which I think with Shake Milton moving to the one, you know, moving to point guard, and Simmons maybe moving to the four, that'll help more. Glenn Robinson, yeah, you know, Glenn Robinson the third, incredible dunker. You know, yeah. has done an incredible job there. Uh, all right, Ben Simmons, Skylar, thoughts? Okay, let's talk about Toby. We talked about Bobby. Oh sure. We love Toby. I love Tobias Harris. Yeah, I wish him and Bobby, I, I wish Bobby was still on his team. Yeah, um, they're also. I think Tobias Harris and Boban, or I guess it's really just Toby. Great content coming out of the bubble. Yeah, with him getting jealous over Bobby and Luca hanging out. <laughs> yeah, great on Twitter. Yep, um, Ben. It's not even that spicy with Ben Simmons. I'm just, you I'm just like so bored of him. I don't like him. It's just okay. Here's the thing with Ben Simmons. I think it's been fairly obvious through these pods that I'm like, I love the NBA. I love watching basketball. I love the game of basketball, but I'm very much like drawn to personalities in the NBA. Ben Simmons is so goddamn boring and I'm so (laughs) sick of hearing about him and talking about him. He's, he came in, he was a great rookie. Mm -hmm. He cannot shoot. He like, I, like there's just not that much to him. And I feel like I just, I get on Twitter every day. My whole timeline is simping for him. Like there's just not that much there. I don't think he's a great player. He's underachieving right now. That's it. He tried to, he kind of like made it to like the outside of the NBA cultural lexicon because he was dating Kendall Jenner. So yeah. I like heard about him nonstop because of that. I'm just I'm sick of, of hearing about Ben Simmons. Fair. We'll leave it there. This is my comparison for Ben Simmons, Skyler, Premier League player. Uh, he, ben, ben Simmons can't shoot, 
but incredible on both sides of the floor. Great at defense, yep. uh, just a physical specimen. He is a yep. defensive stopper, can guard like one through four positions, is a great passer and distributor. He's tough. He dunks on people. He's out, he's hustling most of the time. Sometimes he checks out, but most of the times he's hustling. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that he is Wilfred and Didi. Sure. So. Yeah, I think the thing that like stands out about Simmons game the most for me is like his vision on the court. He's just an incredible passer. Yeah. Distributor runs the team well, even from the four if they move Shake Milton to the point guard. Uh, my yeah. next one, I love this. And this is one of my favorites too. Uh, Joel Embiid. So Joel, very polarizing player, but he mm-hmm. is majestic, skillful, especially for his size. He kind of checks out, he, you know, you might not see him very much. And then he'll just shock you with one of his plays. And it's just unbelievable how he can come out of his shell sometimes and look like the dominant player in the entire NBA, but it's not very Mm -hmm. consistent. And the media covers him, like you said, in a lot of different ways. There's a lot of criticisms, a lot of praise. So he's Pogba. I think he's Pogba. I think this is uh, great. Yeah. I love this one. I think this one is perfect. I was, I, was, uh, I was proud of this one. So if you're a fan of either of those two or, or like those comparisons, maybe think about uh, the Simmons and Bede combo. All right, moving along, because that was a lot of history and team. Owner, management, coach. So Joshua, Hara, uh, Joshua Harris owns the Sixers. He's the, principal, uh, he's the principal owner. He's a private equity billionaire. He also owns an NHL team and also has an 18% stake in Crystal Palace. Yeah, I didn't know really that. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. more NBA teams, you know, Cronky Sports from the Nuggets owners own Arsenal. So there's a lot of crossover here. And then yep. a, just a fun note on ownership, Michael Rubin, who started or is the chairman of Fanatics, who licenses basically any sports merchandise in the world. Uh, he is also a part owner and kind of a media cool. personality. So fun note there. Elton Brand uh, was hired on after the firing of Brian Colangelo, which we'll get to in beef. Former player, strong pick. Uh, everyone seems yeah. to like Elton. I like Elton. Sure. And then Brett Brown, who's definitely going to get fired if they don't do well in the in the restart. Yeah, definitely going to get fired. I love Brett Brown, his personality, but he has underperformed many, many years in a row with a very talented team. So he is definitely. I'm honestly surprised he's still there. Yeah, me too. So let's go into the fans. You got to know what fans you're going to go into if you decide to pick the 76ers. They mm-hmm. are third in attendance. So they are one of the high. very high in attendance, even though they just went through years of the process. Like we mm-hmm. said before, Philadelphia fans are considered some of the most knowledgeable in sports. They have an extreme passion, uh, but they are also typically voted as the meanest fans in sports, meanest fans yeah. in America. That's so, uh, why we were scared. Yeah. So they actually, you know, this is, 76ers fans are kind of similar to Premier League fans. In what way? So passionate. They know the sport well. They go to yeah. every game. They have a huge fan base. They kind of, you know, they roast people if, if, they, if they don't like what they see on the court or if they don't know the plan. So, yeah. you know, it, it might feel comfortable being a 76ers fan if you're a huge Premier League fan as well. I don't – I mean, sure, but there's something about uh, Philadelphia fans to me that feels – very American. Uh, we'll say aggressively American. Sure, so but when Premier the, League fans are aggressively English, typically. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like having passion is not going to necessarily translate. I feel like those are very different things. Nah, I think passion's passion, Skylar. 
All but right. Moving on. I'm moving not on. so it's sure about it. Uh, they let's go into some beef. So this was. Do you remember this ring, this ringer story, Skylar? Are you in on this beef? Uh, honestly, vaguely. I do okay. remember it, but I wasn't super into it. But I I think it's really funny. Yeah. So Brian Colangelo is the GM, and then the Ringer, a popular media site that you may or may not follow, did one of their first like investigative journalism pieces. Yeah. They don't do a lot. It's more like you know this podcast. No. Uh, yeah. But they they were investigating Colangelo's secret Twitter accounts that he was <laughs> using to comment across Twitter and across the internet. Uh, yeah. disparaging Sam Hinkie and 76ers players <laughs> and just talking shit about his own team because he didn't want to do it through his actual account. And uh. he resigned. <laughs> he just had a bunch of burners and the ringer found out it was him and traced it down. And then he had to resign. It's, I mean, the fact that the ringer uncovered this is really funny to me, but this is the funniest situation. Like I, what do you, like, what do you think of, these people close to NBA teams using burners because someone just like brought up KD's burners to me again. And we were talking yeah. about it. And I realized that my opinions kind of changed on it. You like it now? I mean, I, I mean, not for like, he can't do this, but like for players, I'm kind of like, eh, talk your shit. Like, why not? <laughs> the thing burner? about KD is he like, he lets little things get under his skin. And that's what I don't like, but I'm like, eh, People are talking shit to you nonstop. Like I get the temptation to want to get on and like throw some shit back. Yep. The funniest thing about this story was that Colangelo's wife was also running a few of the accounts and she was so funny. She was tweeting out insider information. So got in trouble for that too. So very funny beef story. Uh, There's a lot of history with other teams like the Celtics. They're, you know, huge rival, but we'll kind of move on to fun facts now for the interest of time. Wait, pause. Okay. Why? There are so many good 76ers beefs just in the past couple years, just Embiid, just fighting people. (laughs) Ben Simmons making Carl Anthony Towns tap out on the basketball court. Yep. I didn't know Ben Simmons had that in him, even though he's from Australia. Like I just... We're not going to go into all of them because we don't have time. But if you like NBA beefs, just look up the Sixers. Yeah. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are beef machines. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler was too. So when they had him, it was just, it was so fun. Yep. Uh, some other fun facts. They Franklin the dog is their mascot. Kind of a newer one. So it's weird. That's a dog. Uh, another one <laughs> is if you're a big fan of esports, they were the first uh, NBA team to own an esports team. So they acquired uh, Team Dignitas and Apex Gaming, merged them under the Dignitas brand. So if you're a big gaming fan, 76ers were ahead of their time back in 2016. Sure. Okay, let's go into likelihood to make the playoffs. Skylar, we are in the zone right now. 100% chance to make the playoffs. They will make the playoffs. These are all based on 538. They change daily. So if you check our numbers here, they're going to be different, but these are rough estimates. So 100% chance to make the playoffs. That is not an estimate. That is a certainty. The mm-hmm. next one, 538, has 32% chance to make the finals. That's way higher than I was expecting. Yeah. They're a sixth seed. Sixth seed. And there's the Celtics. There's the Bucs. 33% chance to make it through. The Lakers, the Clippers. Like, that is wild. Yep. And then a 14% chance to, to uh, win the finals. Uh, that's still really high. Really high. So... It's the first team with over a 1% chance, I think, to win the finals that we've covered. 
I so, think it's the first team to have over a 1% chance to make the finals. True, true. To make it out of the East. I totally agree. So with those numbers in mind, Skylar, and everything we've covered, give these fans a pitch for why they should uh, root for the Sixers. Yeah. So, you know, I should on, I should on Ben Simmons, but if you're like me and you're kind of, you like the NBA for like personalities and, you know, beefs and the fun storylines, uh, the Sixers kind of never really have a shortage of that stuff. Um, Embiid is going to continue to run his mouth and show up in hazmat suits and just do ridiculous things. I think Embiid is one of like the funniest players in the NBA right now, so I love following him. Um, they've underperformed, but this team has so much potential, it's honestly stupid. Um, and it's insane that they haven't performed better like with the players they have on this team. Um, I think we'll see a good Ben Simmons in the bubble. We've, you know, we've heard non-fucking stop from Brett Brown that he's been practicing his shooting. Um, and so hopefully we'll see some Ben Simmons three-pointers. Um, and I think bringing in Shake Milton is going to be really good for the team and really good for Ben Simmons' performance. So I think this is a fun team to watch and to follow. And I think they're going to go far. So there's yeah. really, why not? Agreed. And I, I'll, I would I'll just add to that, that it's hard to be a casual 76ers fan. So if you want to be a yep. 76ers fan, buckle up and, and join the yep. ride. Uh, it's a lot of passion. So get ready for that. And also just get ready for a lot of pain. They are just yeah. suffering. The process has hurt them. They're going to join the fan base, with a lot of pain, but they never lose hope. So I'll leave it on that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Skylar. Uh, who are we doing tomorrow? Uh, no clue. Great. See everyone tomorrow. See you tomorrow.